0: Greetings, my friend, and welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be something here on this show, in this episode, that you're able to use in your life, and in the life of your family, and in the life of your friends, and in the lives of people you haven't met yet. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay. Are you ready? I don't know if I'm ready. (laughs) You know, I wanted to say something real quick. Uh, This show, this is number 43 here. The previous show, 42, was uh, I'm doing these two shows together, one after the other. And the shows are based on my Sunday prayer letter that went out last Sunday and the previous Sunday, the first two Sundays of this year. I'm recording this uh, January 15th, Friday, January 15th. Um, 2021, I just recently, just a few minutes ago, got back from Netherland, Colorado, preaching for four hours, and I'm still in my heavy clothes, but I wanted to sit down and do these shows so I can go have dinner. And, uh, I, I was nervous through the entire show of 42, the one you're going to hear next, if you haven't listened to it yet, this is 43 here. But I wanted to just l- let everyone know on the show what's going on here and so on. I'm Even now as I'm talking, I'm a bit uneasy because I haven't been doing these shows for a few months. Many months. Take that back. Many, many months. And these shows are built around our Sunday prayer letter. Uh, we preach on Sundays based upon our Sunday prayer letter. We minister throughout the week based upon our Sunday prayer letter. We do our Bible fellowships, our small groups, on based upon the Sunday prayer letter, and even today, preaching on Friday up in Ned, uh, Nettlin, Colorado, I was using the Sunday prayer letter as my basis for my preaching and my ministry and my prayers. So it becomes the Sunday prayer letter becomes a very important and very intricated component to Gospel Evangelist Church, which is the church I pastor and I'm building here in Boulder, Colorado. You're more than welcome if you know anybody in Boulder, you know, have them hit me up and come on to church if you're a preacher. You know, hang around for one or two Sundays, and we'll put you out preaching. Uh, we don't hold back. We just believe everyone is called to preach the gospel. So we give a platform, a space, and a, a way to do that. And we give an audience for you to, for people to listen to you, and we just let you go. So I've got my Sword Searcher right in front of me here. That's the Bible software program, which I highly recommend to every single Christian. Sword Searcher. Uh, you can look that up. Uh, Sword Searcher is the Bible software that I use to do all my uh, uh, writing on. And I'm also, I'm preaching on it right now. I'm, well, I'm not preaching, I'm reading it, I guess you'd say. And then on my right here, I have another computer running, and it's my GarageBand with my uh, Apple product on it. And it's doing the recording. So we're up to uh, three minutes. <laughs> Praise God. So let's get started. This is episode number 43, and it's titled Intercession for us. Is based on Romans 8:26, and I'll read it to you in the King James version, King James Bible. Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, thank you for helping us. Everything you do for us builds us up and edifies us. Without you, Holy Ghost, life as a believer would be impossible. But with you, through Christ, which strengthens us, we can do all things. To the glory of God, our Father. Even now, Holy Ghost, to the point of helping us to pray, right now. Thank you. Prayer brings us close to our Lord and Savior. It's almost like when you pray, when you pray, and back up in my prayer. The prayer is written in my Sunday prayer letter, so I'm, pr- I'm reading my prayer. That's what I'm doing on this show. I'm actually reading the Sunday prayer letter as my script. It's almost like when you help us pray, we can see what we pray, even hear the answer to our prayer. Isn't this too a miracle? To hear from God. What a glorious communion we have with God by you, Holy Ghost. Thank you for teaching us the word of truth about prayer in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Whew, got through that letter, I <laughs> got through that prayer. <laughs> you would enjoy my Sunday prayer letters. Uh, they are fairly long, they're probably 20 to 30 minutes of reading time. Uh, I post it every Sunday morning on my website, uh, which is gospel evangelistchurch.org. Or you can go to my own uh, missionary ministry website, which is where the church site still sits on, their server. And that is uh, John, the last name is C-H-O-Q-U-E, C-H-O-Q-U-E.org, johnshuck.org. It's a French name, French-Belgium name. And uh, I'm in Boulder, Colorado right now, and uh, it's, it is it is 5.30 And I'm drinking some uh, lemon spearmint tea from Trader Joe's. I am excited. I am excited. So I hope you are too. Let's get into the letter here. There is something so very special about real spirit-filled prayer that captivates my attention and my emotions. I hear so many naysayers put down the emotions of our spirit. I feel so sad for people who, who make life as a Christian mundane, legalistic, and emotionalist. All we have to do is look into the word of truth and see for ourselves all the emotion exhibited by God himself. We are created in God's image and his likeness. How could anyone categorize emotion as worldly or evil? Now, obviously, there are emotions that are flesh and of the world. Must, must we talk about that? No. We move onward towards the high calling of God in Christ Jesus upon our lives. We are ambassadors of Christ. Resist what the devil tells you. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, there you go. Another Sunday prayer letter is off and running. I love it. God is so good. Let us all ask God to help us to be as good to Him as He is to us. It's a two-way street, my friend. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. (laughs) That's an absolute doctrine. That is an absolute true doctrine. And not up for debate. Don't be deceived, my friend, okay? So on the streets of my city, I talk with dozens of people who have their own beliefs. They tell me that they don't need the Bible because they believe. They believe all kinds of weird and stupid stuff that they are convinced is the truth. Listen, if somebody believes a lie, that belief will not ever change the lie into a truth. Come oh, on, man. Be smart, okay? Oh, well. Praise God. <laughs> so now we move on to what this letter is all about. First, in the last Sunday prayer letter, we talked about Romans ten thirteen, and the many supporting scriptures. The basis was that if someone would call upon the name of the Lord from a sincere and broken heart unto the Lord, that he would save them through their faith. This is along the lines of repentance and justification by faith. It was a wonderful letter, you should read it if you haven't already or even listen to the show, okay? It's the previous show or the show previous. Yeah, the one before this one. Or however that works out. I don't I'm just a I'm just a truck driver became street preacher. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it was a wonderful letter too. Anyways, you should read it. It's it's really good. But in this Sunday prayer letter, we are about to talk about the theme in Romans 8.26. Now, from my point of view, this continues on a similar theme as many of the previous letters have covered. And once again, let me have a little sidebar here. If you're not subscribed to my Sunday prayer letter, I highly encourage you, go to uh, uh, preacherjohn.ck.page. And right there is a one-page website that you can sign, you can read about me, you can see what we're doing, and you can put your name, your first name, and your email address, and that Sunday prayer will go out to you. So that's preacherjohn.ck.page. And uh, on that, you'll notice that I send out all my letters. <laughs> Not all at once, obviously, one at a time. But we started the very first letter, and you just read through each letter because the, each of the letters sort of kind of builds on the previous letter. And that's kind of why I just said in the last Sunday prayer letter and in this Sunday prayer letter, it's kind of a ongoing series that I don't really see an ending to. So it's really good to hear the very first Sunday prayer letter that went out. All the way to today's Sunday prayer letter, which is the latest one. It was uh, went out Sunday, January tenth, this last Sunday. Uh, if you're listening to this, I don't know when you're listening to it, but it went out January tenth on Sunday morning. And uh, then when you read that older prayer letter, Sunday prayer letter, then on the bottom of that letter you'll see a link that goes to the current dated letter for the. Current Sunday, the current week, and you can kind of almost see a you can see a a difference of the previous and today's letter. And uh, one of the other things about the prayer letter is that once you see the letter coming into your inbox, your email inbox, uh, even if you don't open it, even if you don't read it, my prayer is that the moment you see our name, that you'll begin to pray. Oh yeah, I gotta pray for them. Let's pray for that ministry. Let's pray for that church. Let's pray for preacher John. So that's one of the reasons I like to have people on the prayer, on the email uh, prayer list rather than just reading it off the uh, website. But either way, you know, it's up to you. Whatever you want to do, it means nothing to me. I mean, it just I mean, it's up to you. It's not me. I'm already going to heaven. I'm already saved. I've already written the letter. I've read this particular letter probably five, six, seven times. So I mean, it's it's not. These letters are not for my benefit totally. They do benefit me but my purpose as a minister as a preacher as a pastor is to teach you to train you to get you ready to do the works of the ministry to get out there and to minister to people that you don't know to how to you know to do all those things that that you know that you should already know but maybe you don't know so the letter is one of those one of many tools that I use you can also look at uh, My YouTube channel, I've been posting the daily street preaching videos. I just preach, I just share something that's on my heart for the first five to ten minutes, uh, and then I post that on the YouTube channel. Uh, You can just go to youtube.com forward slash and then my name, John Shuck. John, and it's a C like Chevrolet, uh, C H O Q U E, C H O Q U E. Or you can go to On the Road with John. On the Road with John. You can go to either one. YouTube.com forward slash On the Road with John. Back to our letter here. Romans 826. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. One of my f- most favorite scriptures tied directly into this letter's key scriptures, namely Jude 120. And I'll read it right here. It's Jude 20. Uh, or you can say Jude 120, even though there's no chapters, it's just verse 20 of Jude, J-U-D-E. It's the book just prior to the revelation. So it's generally it's the last book of the New Testament. Because uh, many Christians don't add the new, the revelation, the book of Revelation into the New Testament, almost like there's like another book on all to itself. Uh, you can go either way on that. There's no hard fast rule on that. Jude twenty says, "But but ye, ye means all of us, plural, all of us, not just one or two, or not just you hearing me. It's every single one of us. But ye, beloved." Building Up Yourselves on Your Most Holy Faith, Praying in the Holy Ghost. The title of this letter that you're reading or listening to on the show here is Intercession for Us. At first glance, one would think that this refers to the Holy Ghost, and of course it does. However, I see that this can include each of us interceding for all the names in our prayer book. I say that because to think that we know what to pray for each of these names that we mention to God in prayer is to think we know more than God does, right? I hear so many believers pray for things that God has no intention of answering. Why? Because they're praying out of their own spirit, not the Spirit of God. You know, the good thing about any kind of prayer is that if you continue praying and And, capital A-N-D, (laughs) and, can I say it one more time? I won't. (laughs) So let me back up here. If you continue praying and asking the Holy Ghost for help, then the Spirit should redirect your prayers, or in another words, change your prayer and your heart to reflect what God wants for that person that you pray for. When we pray the words of God's desire for the person, then we may most likely see a miracle. And let me clarify the word miracle. If God answers your prayers, that's a miracle. I mean, really, so many want some spectacular, earth-moving, out-of-this-world answer. Why not just be humble? And meekly ask our gracious Father, which is in heaven, to help us to pray. Amen? (laughs) Praise God. Romans 8.26, Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And I'll... On the letter, you can see what I'm going to do next, but on the podcast, you won't be able to see what I'm going to do next. So what I do on the letter is I take a, a portion of this scripture that I just read, Romans eight twenty six, and I take a small portion, and then I write on that small portion, and that's what I'm going to do now. I'll read it to you here. Likewise, the Spirit also help with our infirmities. The word likewise points back one verse or so. It's this one. But if we hope... For that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? That's not a question. Just wait. <laughs> to wait with patience is an act of the Spirit of God in you. By forcing yourself to be patient, your flesh will grow, but your spirit will remain weak. By always trusting the Spirit of truth to show you the way, then your spirit will grow and mature in in the Spirit of God. We hope in things that are eternal, not temporal, because that is only what we can see. Eternal things are what edifies and builds our spirit. For we will not live here on what we now see. Later, yes. However, we will have a new earth, and this refers to a much later in time. Only at God's timing will that take place. But, Be ready now. And you can do that by allowing the Spirit to help our weaknesses. Amen? God bless you, sister, brother. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. That's the next portion of Scripture. Do you think that that is true? If so, then why is it that I hear so many Christians on the street pray like they know what is going on And they don't need any help from the Holy Spirit. (laughs) To me, this is a scary way to live. For some reason, I've been blessed for decades to not pray on my own. What I mean is this. I pray with the Holy Ghost. I ask what to pray. I ask how to pray. I ask, is this correct? I ask, how can I pray better? I ask, how can I love you more? I ask how to pray the Word of God. I ask, and I ask, and I ask. And I don't stop asking for help. I look at myself as being ignorant. That is the opposite of being smart, I think. (laughs) Amen. Next portion of Scripture. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us. There it is. Our answer on how to pray. Praise God for that. This is very similar to what one of the disciples asked Jesus. Teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. What we understand is the Holy Ghost at this time that Jesus was teaching how to pray was prior to the Holy Ghost's filling all when the day of Pentecost was fully come. So then, how could it? So, let me ask. Could it be that now, with the Holy Ghost present for all of those who receive, can we now ask the Spirit of God to teach us to pray? And you know what? The Holy Ghost will take us through the Holy Scriptures, teaching us all things that the Lord Jesus Christ taught. Isn't that beautiful? Now a caution. We all know then when we build on another foundation, even if we think we are doing good for people, then this person or persons or country will build something that will be like the city and a tower, whose top may reach into heaven. That's referenced out of Genesis eleven, one through nine. Genesis eleven, one through nine. Beware of false teachers. This is why in these Sunday prayer letters, I constantly refer you back to the word of truth, the Holy Bible, King James Version. The words of the Lord are pure words. Every word of God is pure. Thy word is truth. That's Psalm 12, Proverbs 30, John 17. Next portion of Scripture, with groanings which cannot be uttered. Okay. Now here is the sticking point they get many believers off track and into wrong doctrine. Wow, now that is a mouthful. And should wake us up from reading this long letter or listening to this long show. <laughs> Take a long look at the word groanings or groan. Right next to this word is the phrase, which cannot be uttered. Groan is first found in Exodus 2. Verse twenty four. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Question. If groanings cannot be uttered, then how did God hear their groaning? Answer. It's found in the Webster's eighteen twenty eight dictionary. And I I, I reference the eighteen twenty eight dictionary because when Daniel Webster wrote this dictionary, he wrote it with the Bible in his hand, and he took the definitions of words out of the word of God. That's the correct way of finding definitions. When you find a definition to a word, it needs to be it needs to point back to the Bible, the King James Bible specifically. When you find definitions of words that point you away from the Word of God, you don't want that kind of a dictionary. You don't want that definition. and That's a big problem in the world. You understand, right? That was a sidebar. (laughs) Sorry. So the answer, found in Webster's 1828 Dictionary, groan, it's a noun, a deep, mournful sound, uttered in pain, sorrow, or anguish. Number one, any low, rumbling sound as the groans of roaring wind. You see, groanings can be heard. They are sounds that come up out of your spirit. Look here at the first mention of groan in the New Testament, John eleven, verse thirty-three and thirty-five. When Jesus therefore saw her, when Jesus saw, therefore saw her weeping, And the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and said, Where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. That's in John 11, 33 and 35. Just take a few minutes and think on those things. This is important to your future now and later. It really is. You can go back to John 11, 33 and 35 on that groanings are low rumbling sounds that resembles wind wind that blows wind that fills as the groans of roaring wind acts 2 verse 2 and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting Acts 2 and 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Groanings, my friend, can be heard. Let us take this to the next Scripture. That is important to your future. But first let me say, one of the reasons why the Scriptures say cannot be uttered is possibly to safeguard us From forcing our spirit to take the place of the Holy Spirit of God. If the word said can be uttered, then people may force their spirit to act like the Spirit of God. You can reference this in Ezekiel 13. And uh, I'll just briefly say it on the show. Ezekiel thirteen was a is the chapter that uh, the prophets were prophesying. Thus saith the Lord, and thus saith the Lord, and thus saith the Lord, and it went on and on and on. And then God came in, and says, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. They prophesy out of their own spirit. So I I can see how there that when the Bible that when uh, the Holy Ghost wrote this cannot be uttered, it could be a safeguard or a check so that. We don't force our spirit to prophesy. We allow the Spirit of God to prophesy through us. It's quite interesting you think about it, really. It really is. But I'm going to bring up Jude 20 here. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Jude tells us to build up ourselves on our most holy faith. Now, That is one big statement. It really is. When I say this to people, their first reaction is, they tilt their head and wonder, (laughs) like like I'm some weird guy. (laughs) I am a street preacher. (laughs) You see, too many preachers and pastors are feeding the flock of God's sheep with milk toast. That was what somebody told me on the street. He said, they're feeding them with milk toast. I said, oh, okay. I thought that was kind of cool, so I put it here in the letter. This letter here is not milk. I think this could be titled meat. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Amen. So now the question is, how do we build up ourselves on our most holy faith? Really, we, we read the scripture, but we don't know what it says. We just read it, and we think, oh, we know what it says. But people just don't stop and think what's being said. They read it like it's a novel. The Bible is not a novel. Anyway, that's my rant. Sorry. Let me go back. <laughs> so now the question is, how do we build up ourselves in our most holy faith? Answer, praying in the Holy Ghost. See, Jude gave you the answer. The problem is, here's the now this is not in my letter, but here's the problem is teachers teaching what praying in the Holy Ghost means to them, to their thoughts their thoughts and their philosophy and their education and everything, instead of going back to the Word of God and asking, well, what does praying in the Holy Ghost mean? You know, so, I don't know, it's just something to think about. You know, we can connect all the Scriptures. And when we connect all the Scriptures and all the counsel of God, we come up with this. They shall speak with new tongues. Mark 16:17, KJV. When you speak with new tongues, you are building up yourselves on your most holy faith. From here, praying in the Holy Ghost will be the answer to living through what may come next on earth. What is coming? God knows. To fully understand the context of our verse in this letter, read the book of Romans. At this time, at this, or at least this part here, okay? I mean, I want you to read the whole book. It's only 16 chapters. Read the whole book of Romans. But at least this part here, Romans 8, 1 through 39. It's Romans 8. It's just the chapters, 39 verses. Read that, and you'll see more of what I'm referring to here in this Sunday prayer letter. Okay? God bless you. So there you go, my friend. Here's to another Sunday prayer letter in the books. May the Lord who keeps the books see your name written in that book, the book of life. And is signed in the love with the Holy Ghost, in love with the Holy Ghost. There you go, J.C. The bottom of my letter, I have three verses. I'll read them to you in the King James, Philippians 4.3. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other of my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Revelations 3.5, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Revelation 20.15, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Oh, boy. Oh, let's read this, this. Revelations 2015. Whoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the bar next door. No. Oh, let me read it again. And whoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the concert next door. No. Oh, let's do it again. And whoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into heaven? No, man, no. Cast into the lake of fire. Let me finish this letter off, off the cuff here. And the off the cuff says, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you're not born again, you will not see heaven other than declare Jesus Christ as Lord. You will see the lake of fire. So you need to ask God in Jesus' name to save you. You need to ask God to help you to get saved. You need to call out to Jesus Christ. You need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. However you want to pray, pray something that calls out to the Lord, calls out to Jesus to save you. And don't just, just by yourself, go in your closet or take a walk or lay in your bed, do whatever you need to do and just say, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. And if that's a call, a cry from your heart, like a child that fell down and is crying for their mom or their dad, and their mom and dad hears it from a distance, and they come running, that's the type of cry from your heart that you do when you pray a prayer that Jesus, if you're real, here I am. All right, there you go, man. This is the Sunday prayer letter. It was written Saturday january 9th 2021 at 4 47 p.m in boulder colorado it's written by preacher john street preacher church builder founding pastor and missionary god bless you my friend we'll see you on the next next turn i was gonna say see you on the flip-flop old-time trucker you know i was that's what i was gonna do (laughs) 10-4 all right man god bless you talk to you later man bye